Hey, what's up? I am the Danielle J, also known as Danielle Johnson, and you are now listening to another episode of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. If you are here, I appreciate you for stumbling upon this piece of content that's going to help you get your shit together. If you've been here, thank you so much for tuning back in because there's just so much I want to share on this platform and you keep coming back. So obviously you like the sound of my sultry voice. (laughs) No, but seriously, I'm so grateful for everybody who's been tuning in this far and getting a lot out of these episodes and, you know, really tapping in with me to see, you know, what's up. I'm just really, really honored. Um, So for those of you who do not know me, I am Danielle Johnson. I am the CEO and founder of Donut Socialite. I have a background in programming. I am what you might call a life hack fanatic. I have so many different things that I am talented in. So I thought that a podcast would be the best way to talk about these things. And I've really narrowed it down to three things for this podcast. And that's monetization, marketing, and mindset because those are the three things that I'm really passionate about. So today's episode is kind of ancillary to those three. Um, With this information, you'll be able to monetize your content online, but I wanted to really talk about this because I'm seeing a lot of people kind of go about it in a way that isn't sustainable. So why not talk about it here with the fam to see how I can help and add to the conversation in a way that is positive and also give you some action so that you can really get this concept down and push yourself forward as a brand, right? So today's subject, without any further ado, is going to be monet. sorry, not monetization, just kidding. We're going to talk about online communities, right? And the reason why I kind of mixed it up with monetization and almost did a little boo-boo there and said monetization is because without an online community, monetizing your brand is going to be so much harder. I don't want to say that it's impossible because impossible is one of those words that I laugh at when people talk about things. I've seen the impossible happen, right? But truth of the matter is it's a lot more difficult to monetize your brand if you don't have an audience of people that are willing to buy from you, right? And I always talk about it in terms of like bigger brands that are more familiar. So bear with me. If there was not a group of people that was willing to buy In-N-Out Burger, In-N-Out would have went out of business a long time ago, right? They have a bunch of competitors. They have what I would think is like a mediocre burger because it's just super simple, right? But there's an audience for that. And they've built that audience in a region and they've made themselves kind of historic in a way. So they'll forever be able to sell this burger, right? And not for nothing, it's a reasonably priced burger, so on and so forth. Well, you kind of have to do the same with your brand, right? You're going to have a lot of competition. You're going to have a lot of people that are doing the same thing that you're doing. But what really drives the point home and what moves the needle is when you have an audience. You have people that are tuning in for you um, or just, you know, really built around you and your brand in a way where they trust you enough to buy from you, right? So that's why the monetization and the online community really kind of go hand in hand. 
And I want to talk to you all about some do's and don'ts, right? So first and foremost, I don't want you to build an online community just for the sales aspect of it, right? Sales is great. Like that's that's how we make our ends meet. That's how we're able to like thrive as a brand or a business owner or a business, whatever. However, when you build a community for the sole intention of making money off the backs of other people, it's not sustainable. One, because people are getting so, so much better at smelling snake oil. And I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but it's basically when someone (laughs) has like this facade of a thing that they're pitching as like the, I don't know, fountain of youth. Uh, But in actuality, it's just really a bunch of bullshit. Um, People are getting really good about this. One, because the internet has become a great resource for cross-examining brands, right? And then also a lot of what people are looking for, either they have a person or brand in mind that they want to buy from and or when they're in that phase of trying to find somebody, there are specific things they're looking for to satisfy their needs, right? So I don't want you to build your community with the sole intention of selling to these people, right? Instead, I want you to shift the focus, right? I want you to think about your online community as your built-in focus group, right? It's so important to look at human beings as human beings, right? One. Two, it's also really important to take into consideration that these people are at different points in their journey and they may be following your brand for a multitude of reasons, right? So like even with the fam, I know that there are some people who are just getting started with building their brand and there are some people who are way far past building a brand. They have a brand, but now they're at a plateau. So those are two very different demographics of people. So they're going to need different things, right? So I try to like cover bases between the person who's just getting in, the person who's at the plateau when it comes to my free content, because it can, it can resonate with anybody that's in that spectrum or beyond that spectrum, right? Um, but I love the fam because the fam really do does like keep me in check when it comes to like how far off the mark I am with the content that I'm creating and if it's really servicing the people that I want to service, right? So it's a built-in data mechanism where I can use it as a focus group and really figure out like what problem can I solve? How can I service these people? And what are they looking for in return, right? Like it's one thing to have an understanding of what you're going to do for folks, but it's another thing and it's an edge up when you know exactly what they're struggling with, how they need to be seen or serviced or whatever, and all these different ways of going about it because people are telling you what that is, right? Someone who is just starting out is going to need something very different from somebody who's been in the game and they've got some skin in the game, right? And sometimes as entrepreneurs or as brands or business owners, we'll go in thinking that our way is the way and that we're servicing these folks through our own lens of understanding. But in all actuality, your online community is going to be the real indicator of how you're showing up online, one, and two, 
how these people need their information, whether it's through a podcast or it's through videos or it's through one-on-one or group trainings or whatever. So I say to flip your perspective when it comes to online communities from this sales standpoint that honestly just feels kind of gross to me. Like, I don't know. I've been a part of some communities where all they wanted to do was sell to us and they lost so many people because of it, right? As opposed to like actually building a community that can talk about some of the pain points that can lean into the community for resources that feel like it's a safe space to articulate some of their like quarrels and whatever, you know, it's super important, fam. And I say that a lot. I know, I know everything that I say kind of comes with that disclaimer of being super important, but I want to really drive this point home that having a place where people can connect and really speak to their pain points is going to save you so much time on research later on. And it's going to be an indicator of what people are seeing and expecting of your brand, right? So shifting that focus really does help build an online community, right? Second, second note that I need to make here is don't build an online community around one idea that has nothing to do with what you're looking to provide, right? You have to bridge the gap. So for instance, I'm a part of some like nerdy communities, I guess you can call them, where everything's centric around like anime and video games and like collectible items and all that fun jazz, right? I would be silly to try to like create <laughs> my my current brand in that community, right? Because it's it just doesn't go together, right? Like I'm sitting here talking to somebody about the the Mandalorian and collectible figures for the Mandalorian. And then out of nowhere, be like, hey, you know what? Do you need help with your social media marketing, monetization or mindset? Because I got you. Like, it just doesn't go well, right? It doesn't gel well. So let's stop that because I'm seeing a lot of that too, where it's like people are creating like whole on personas for their online communities and then trying to pitch them something that doesn't really go with the persona of their online community doesn't go over well. Last but not least, please stop talking to folks like they're numbers. Just stop it. Just stop it. Also, that goes for the way that you market your online communities. Fam, stop tagging 100 people in the opportunity to connect with you on an online community, right? Do a little bit of research, see if people would be interested in it, and then send them an invite. But just just stop. This cattle call way of promoting is so outdated. And also, one step further, it's just plain lazy, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've been tagged in things that I have zero interest in because the person either saw that I was in the city and or is from a place and they're just like, oh, let me just go ahead and tag you. Like, fam, stop it. Just stop it. It's so lazy. You can do one one extra step of research to see if like somebody's even interested in the thing that you're trying to build a community around. It's just, it's one of those things. It's a pet peeve of mine. And I, I had to talk about it here because I, <laughs> I'm tired of being tagged, you know? <laughs> Stop tagging me and stuff that I'm not interested in. And I know 
that's a pain point for a lot of people that are online building their their brands and businesses, right? So just take that extra steps to see like, are these people really interested in what I'm delivering? Is my online community really going to service them where they're at? You know, I've attempted to build several online communities before I, I really focused in on the fam. And those online communities were designed to help the people that I invited to them. The difference was those people really didn't want to commit to the online community. So I'd stopped because I felt like, dang, I'm putting all this energy into this thing. And these people don't even like really want to be here for real. They're just here because conceptually it was a good idea for our online community. Right. Um, and that was discouraging. So I just kind of stepped back from it to be transparent. Right. But when I really focused in on the folks that are showing up and the people that are tuning in and the folks that are basically putting in the work to be a part of a community, everything changed for me. You know, like the folks that listen to this podcast, the folks that follow me on Instagram at the Danielle J. Shamless Plug, and anywhere that I show up online, those people are the ones worth investing in. And that's why I was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and call it the fam because that's what I, I address you all as anyway. And it changed. It changed everything for me. A lot of love, a lot of support. When I do use different strategies and I, I'm transparent about it, folks give me real feedback, you know, and I've gotten so much support through you all. And I can't stress it enough. It's really like, it's not transactional. It's more like the the think pool, right? And I'm just, I'm very grateful for that. And that type of interaction that I have with my community just helps make me sharper and better. And I'm able to articulate things in a way that does help my, my personal brand and the things that I am going toward financially, you know, so I'm grateful for that. And that's why I'm able to speak to making an online community and like really servicing your folks. Right. So now that we know what not to do, let's hop into like, what do you do, right? <laughs> Creating an online community takes time, fam. Can't stress it enough. It takes time. It's not an overnight thing. You're not going to get thousands upon thousands of people that are going to subscribe to your YouTube channel or subscribe to you on any platform just because, right? It's you building a reputation that people can trust and they connect to it, right? The trust factor is so important when building your online community that I, I can't tell you how many people I've unfollowed or just skimmed past because I was just like, mm, I don't know, fam. It just don't feel right, right? And you have a very, very short window to do it in. So I'm going to give you three different ways to build an online community. But again, the disclaimer is that it takes time. Nothing's overnight. Even the overnight success wasn't overnight. They spend a little time doing something, right? So let's, let's hop right into this, right? So one of the, one of the ways, okay, I won't say best ways because I'm sure there's somebody out there that's going to say that there's a better way. But listen, in my humble opinion, one of the ways that have been pretty consistent in me building my online community is giving away free shit. Free shit looks different depending on your brand, right? I've seen 
different folks online give away like trinkets or like gift cards or I mean whatever like it really just depends on you as a brand but if we're talking about like someone who operates as a service provider you can do that in a multitude of ways right like this content is free what you're listening to now you don't have to pay for you know so giving away free things can really help build your community one because it's like a sampler for what to expect in your community right the content that you create for free should in turn give people an invitation to follow you or be tapped in with you on these different platforms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So the free shit, don't sleep on it, right? Like I heard some people say <laughs> a couple of years ago, like, I'm not making no free nothing. You got to pay me to be on everything, right? But I'm I'm looking at them like, well, who's going to pay you, right? <laughs> because you're you're talking in this way where it's almost like giving away free things is like shooting yourself in the foot. However, you're stagnant in your numbers because you're not really putting in the effort to attract more people, whether that's through free content, giveaways, whatever, whatever, right? The freemium things really do count. And using the right strategy for your free things can really help with your growth hacking, right? I really do like the idea of creating content to get more people to, you know, join you on your communities. One of the other ways that are free that I I really participate in besides the podcast is my Instagram Reels. Have fun with it. Talk your talk. Bring people in that way. Um, doing like featured content for somebody else's page where you are like collaborating with another content creator, either doing something that is relevant to their audience or something that is relative to both your audiences. Hopefully you're aligned in your audiences so that it makes sense to collaborate, right? Another way is making, um, I mean, there's just so much free stuff that you can do. You can do like worksheets or you can do like PDFs or you can do an ebook or, I mean, there's just so many different things that you can do for free that would attract people, right? And then if you market your free thing in a way that attracts more people, whether it's like Instagram ads, Facebook ads, whatever, for a couple of pennies a day, just so it can get in front of more people, whatever that looks like, you can get folks with the free content, right? And even if you don't use any money at all, like the ads are out the picture for you because you're just starting or whatever, if you make good content, use really good hashtags, which I should probably do another hashtag episode. Let me know if you want to see that or hear that on this podcast. I'll probably do it on my Wednesday video for YouTube. So make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. It's the Danielle J and I'll make sure I get that out. Right. But using really good hashtags, knowing when to post during the day, like using your marketing strategies, you can really get some folks to get on your your platforms and you can build your community that way right so that's one way the other way is basically my favorite way of building community and that is having these opinion pieces right you have to get you have to be careful with opinion pieces i will say because 
we're in a society now where folks have an opinion more than they have an education. And it's crazy how like far-fetched some of these opinions get, right? So I would say your opinion, that to make it stand out, to be like a thought leader, right? And thought leaders typically look like the folks that are ahead of the trends or like have these predictions on things or like are really immersed in their um, industry. So they're able to speak to things very articulately, right? Just really in there, right? And talk about it with such confidence that it will attract the people that also feel the same way that you feel, right? You can put that on a podcast. You can interview with people. You can do, again, the Instagram reels, the TikTok videos, whatever, YouTube. However you are putting yourself out there, you can continue to put yourself out there, but have these pieces of content or these opinion pieces, or you could write a blog about, you know, how you feel about things. Positioning yourself as a thought leader will help attract more people to your community because like minds typically resonate together, right? Birds of a feather flock together. Like that's a real thing. That's how most of the online communities that I've found that I'm a part of, I found them because we have like similar dark humor or we like some of the same cartoons or we're really interested in like these very specific subjects like DIY or like <laughs> picking pimples. <laughs> I hate that I said that on the podcast, but listen, it's real. If you can position yourself as a thought leader in something, then you can really drive these points home with people who want to hear it. And you, of course you'll get backlash. Of course you'll get backlash. People are going to talk their shit because the internet has become one big diary for everybody where folks can just spew off their thoughts about things left and right in the comment section, right? But you have to be brave and bold and stand on your two feet, willing to talk about the things that you believe in, right? And it's really not for the faint of heart. It's for the folks who really have something to say and feel strongly about it, right? Like, I can't tell you how many times I went on Instagram and just was like, listen, y'all, this is ridiculous. And this is why it's ridiculous. And I've gotten more people that were able to align with my thoughts, follow me on my Instagram page because of it. I always do things within reason because that's who I am. I know there are people out there that are really, really, really about the controversy. I don't recommend that at all. One, because I have some experience in PR. And I know that even though they say there's no such thing as bad publicity, there really is. You don't want to tarnish your image or mess up your reputation because you want it to get like quick followers. You know, like that's just crazy. Trying to build your online community around controversial subjects, you may grow beyond those controversial subjects and mature past who you were when you first made those topics. I mean, made those suggestions or opinions. And then it'll be really hard for you to wash that off. You know, I would hate to see somebody be known for something that really is damaging to their image. I would hate for that to happen all because you were trying to build an online community fast, or you were trying to build an online community and you just went about it in this way because you saw controversy working, right? 
It's another thing if you like have a thought on a controversial subject and you're able to articulate it in a way that still keeps your brand intact. That's something different, right? It's all about what's aligning to your brand. So although controversy seems to sell really quickly, I don't recommend going that route just because people change, opinions change, um, <laughs> life as we know it changes. And I don't want to see anybody having to like go back and clean up what they said at 22 years old when they're 32 years old and they're trying to like get a book deal or something. And now they can't get that book deal because of something that they said on the podcast 10 years prior, you know? So that's a disclaimer on that one, right? But moving on, the most important of all these things and the one thing that it took a long time for me to kind of cultivate is when you're building an online community, you have to create a culture, right? And the best way that I can liken it is to like a workplace culture. Think about the worst job you've ever worked in your life, right? And when I say worst job, I mean like every day you dreaded going to that mofo. Like you literally was just like, I could quit today. Today could be the day that I quit because I just do not want to go to this place. It drains me. It's toxic. It's XYZ, right? Nine times out of 10, it was the culture of that place that was hella hella disrespectful or just was not in alignment to who you are as a human, right? Now, I want you to think about the best place that you've ever worked, right? A place where you didn't mind going every day. You didn't have any like real beef with anything that was going on in the space. You felt heard. You felt seen. You may have had more freedom. You may have had like great benefits or something like that, whatever that looks like for your best case scenario. Nine times out of 10, that feeling came from the workplace culture, right? When you're building an online community, you kind of have to do the same thing. You want to create the standard for the people who are participating in your community. And that's really what it comes down to is what's acceptable and what's not. What will we let slide? What will we not, right? And I think the earlier you come up with what your bylaws are and what your tenants are for your culture, for your online community, the better off you'll be because not only will you attract the right people, those folks will feel comfortable enough in sharing the community with other people because they feel like, hey, you might want to get in on this too, right? One of the communities that I'm a part of through Twitch, I advocate for it heavily because they have a culture of a safe space, right? And in that safe space, you're able to talk shit about anime that you don't like, but you're also able to be transparent about not having a good day, right? And I think that it's such a beautiful community where people can come together and have difference of opinions in a way that's respectful and it's just, it's, a, it's an amazing community. So I always advocate for it and I always try to bring people on who 
like anime and who also like talk shit, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's kind of like the, the two disclaimers when you get into that group. It's like, yo, all right, listen, we're going to talk a lot of trash, but we also going to show a lot of love, you know? So I know that that's because the people who run that community have taken the extra time to create a culture that promotes those, those type of um, ideals, right? Inclusivity, belonging, diversity, um, just, I mean, so many different things that they have going on and they don't have it like written out unless they have it written out and I haven't looked at it yet, <laughs> which it's very much so possible. But there's just this culture that attracts people of like-mindedness and it's, it's fantastic. The Facebook group does well. The Twitch streams do fantastic. They have all these different community activities that folks participate in. And they have like a, a conference once a year where people can meet up in real life. And it's fantastic. It's fantastic. But I know the reason why it's fantastic is because the culture is really based on some real shit. It's not just like a fly by night. We just, you know, you can do whatever you want to. Toxic behavior is promoted. None of that shit, right? Like they're really, really keen on like people behaving themselves when it comes to other people in the community, meaning like no bullying, no harassing, no soliciting, none of that stuff, right? Like all that's taken really seriously. And I know for a fact, when you're building your online community, you have to have the same type of seriousness, right? It's a lot of work. It really is. It's a lot of work and it takes time, fam. You can get a bunch of people that are participating in your community, but if the culture sucks, it will become stagnant faster than you can close the damn account down, right? And culture is one of those things that also takes time to, to make, right? But if you Put it up front, like some of the rules and regulations that it takes to be a part of your online community, then it gives you a better chance at building from a solid foundation. And yeah, it's it's probably the best thing that you could spend time on is making sure that all your guidelines are in place, your bylaws, you know, kind of like your terms of service, right? Facebook has a terms of service. Meta as a whole has a terms of service that we adhere to when we post on their platforms. So why would you not have a terms of service for being a part of your online community? That, that's all I'm saying, right? And again, the shortcut to this is you putting the time in. <laughs> there's, there's no shortcut. It's you putting the time in. And I feel like the more we look at online community as a whole, the more we're starting to see the similarity with building a community offline that is also online, right? You have to have your shit together in these ways so that people can feel comfortable being a part of something that's bigger than themselves, right? If people feel like they belong there, they're going to stay. They're going to keep participating and they're going to advocate for it. And then you'll have a built-in community of people that you can shoot ideas off of or 
use as a focus group for what you're presenting yourself as, as a brand, or maybe even some of the services that you offer as a brand, right? Or products, et cetera, et cetera. I really see an opportunity for people to jump back on board with building online community versus building fans. Like fans could be fickle. We see how fans are with celebrities. One minute, loving them, next minute, bashing the shit out of them, right? And also, we're at the point in society and the internet, to be honest, where everybody has fans. Everybody got fans. Hell, if you got 100 followers on Instagram, you got some fans, right? Like, that's not the hard part. The hard part is building a foundation where people feel safe interacting with you and your brand online, right? That's it. And some people will come and leave. Some people will come and stay for the long haul. Some folks will come for a little bit and leave and then come back. But the beauty of it all is that once you set this foundation, it'll just keep growing and it'll scale more and more and more through all of your efforts. And before you know it, it's going to be so big that you're going to need moderators and all these other people to help you manage it. And yeah, it, 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 it's such a beautiful thing, right? I just, I can't express how like joyful I get thinking about online community and how much it has shaped my, my own experiences being an entrepreneur, being a freaking content creator, or just, you know, just being online in general, you know, like I've met some of my very good friends through online community, you know, I've been able to have some really amazing experiences because of online community, um, gone to some dope events I would have never known about had it not been for online community. So I'm a huge advocate for online community and building a real community, not just this old blase fake shit that people try to talk about as far as like, you know, fan bases or people that you can sell to, like that shit doesn't last. It just doesn't because folks don't want to be sold to. They see ads every day. They see people selling to them every day. They probably got five relatives in Herbalife. They probably got 10 people that are doing some other multi-level marketing uh, companies. So they don't need to be sold, fam. Like we get enough of that in our day to day, but people do need to be a part of community. It is a part of our makeup to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. So if you can create that for your brand and the things that you're passionate about that you know that you're going to service people in, boom, you won. You won. You won. All right? So, listen. Everything is everything. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say that. I just was thinking about Lauren Hill and like it it came to mind. Everything is everything. Um building online community is not an easy task and it's not one that people really talk about in great detail, but I want to spend a little bit more time talking about it because there's a trade-off, right? Building community really is about servicing people and from the people that I've talked to who have really big online communities, it is 
such a great task to take on, but it gives so much as a reward. So if you're interested in building an online community and you're like, man, I, I just want to dig deeper into this subject matter, make sure you hit me up on Instagram at the Danielle J. That way I can go ahead and line some more content up that helps you build your online community because I feel like it is ancillary to all the things that I talk about on this podcast, but it is very important because man, it gets tough out here when you're just talking to yourself, right? <laughs> when you're just like looking in the camera and you don't know who's on the other side really taking in this information or you're speaking into the microphone and you don't know whose ears are tuned in. It gets tough, but like when you have that safety net of community where you know that, hell, one, two, three, five people, a hundred people, a thousand people are going to hear this or see this and they're going to give you honest feedback about if the content sucks or not. That really does help. Man. And if you don't think that it helps, uh, you might need to check your ego at the door. <laughs> it's not for the faint at heart. It really isn't. But hopefully we can get you there with the online community because it's 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 super dope. I'm telling you, the water's just right. Come on over to the dark side. <laughs> All right, y'all, let me go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. I'm your host, Danielle Johnson, a.k.a. The Danielle J. If you're not already, please go ahead and subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this there, or if you're listening to the podcast on any of your favorite uh, ways to listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts. However, make sure that you're following and download the latest episodes there. And yeah, I'm so happy that we're doing this thing, keeping it grooving or whatever. I'm going to make sure that we keep these subjects really sharp. And I'm looking to interview more people on the, the podcast so that we can get differing opinions about some of the subjects that we talk about here. So be on the lookout for that because in the month of March, we have a couple of folks lined up. All right. So. With that being said, thank you again for listening. Thank you again for watching. And I'll see you in a week's time. Be good. Be blessed. I love you all. Peace out. <laughs>